Uh, thanks, Roy. Friends, let's pray. Father, when uh, push comes to shove, uh, some things ultimately matter. And at times this can also reveal what we might have wrongly put too much emphasis on. Uh, today we live in a society that is obviously obsessed with promoting self. And subtly we are tempted to therefore think first of self as the one who ultimately matters. Please help us through what we now look at to not only realise what ultimately matters, but to also change our lives to always reflect that. In the name of the one who thought of others first and therefore thought of you first, Jesus. Amen. Uh, well, as I just prayed today, we are looking at what ultimately matters. It's amazing how one can go through so much in life and not realise what ultimately matters. But when one realises what ultimately matters, one should live accordingly and therefore not let society determine our life. Uh, we are now up to chapter 2 of 1 Thessalonians uh, in this very experienced NHA church. <laughs> not. And in this chapter, besides lots of other things, one thing in particular obviously shaped how the church leaders went about their ministry. Yes, they knew what ultimately mattered and so lived accordingly. It is surprising how we can struggle to have a long-term vision and therefore live for self, thinking of short-term only. But this isn't how those who planted that church saw things. The church leaders, Paul, Silas and Timothy, uh, are their names, had long-term vision and therefore went about what ultimately mattered. I suppose it begs the question for all of us, do we go about our lives reflecting what ultimately matters? Yes, do we? Uh, well, today I have three points. Uh, yes, most of my sermons do. And hopefully these three points uh, will help us to not only realise what ultimately matters, but also live lives reflecting that. Uh, the first point is this, uh, what ultimately matters. Well, if a day of wrath is coming, if Jesus is coming back, as we are told in every single chapter of 1 Thessalonians and 2 Thessalonians, then what ultimately matters is what Paul, Silas's and Timothy's life shows us. Show us what ultimately matters. Bold sharing matters. Yes, they kept telling people about Jesus and it seems weren't that worried about the consequences. Uh, please let me reread verses 1 and 2 of this chapter that Roy read to us. We're on page 1794 of our church-provided Bibles. You know, 1 Thessalonians 2, you know, brothers and sisters, that our visit to you was not without results. We had previously suffered and been treated outrageously in Philippi. As you know, Roy also read all about that in Acts 16. But with the help of our God, we dared to tell you his gospel in the face of strong 
opposition. Yes, they had just been hammered for talking about God's gospel, that is Jesus, in a town named Philippi. But nothing was going to stop them. They just moved on and told this town God's gospel. They had suffered in the past. They had been treated, we're told, outrageously. They were severely flogged. Ever been flogged? They were wounded and they were thrown into prison. Ever been thrown into prison? And yet simply moved on. And dare, notice that word? Yes, dare with the help of God. Notice his help. Yes, we are empowered by his spirit. And do it all once again. Wow. That's why I've said it is bold sharing. Treated outrageously, yet dared in God's strength to do it all again. Are you like that? (laughs) Am I like that? Or do we just clam up and never say boo? Or if we have said something and then been opposed or ridiculed, are we now just silent today? Well, Paul, Silas and Timothy weren't. They dusted off their feet, Matthew 10, 14, you could say, and simply moved on. Nothing changed for them, as they knew, it seems, what ultimately mattered. Now, I know we all have uh, different gifts and abilities from God and that some of us are better than others at talking about Jesus, but we are all to defend Yes, all to defend the faith we have. And we are all to therefore defend the one we have now placed our faith in, Jesus. And we all need to be able to answer everyone. Colossians 4.16, 1 Peter 3.15. So are we? Do we? Am I? (laughs) Do I? Yes, when what utterly matters is firmly implanted in our hearts and minds, that is, a day of wrath is coming, Jesus is coming back, we should never, ever clam up about that. It is that important. We need to cultivate in ourselves words that are always full of grace and seasoned with salt. We need to know how to answer anyone. We need to know how to give an answer for the hope. For the hope. Now that's a good name for a church, isn't it? (laughs) We We need to know how to give an answer for the hope we now have in Jesus. And as I said last week, we also need to therefore go about our life with a healthy fear of our Lord and a healthy trembling of the salvation that has now been won for us by Jesus. Yes, what ultimately matters is therefore bold sharing. It mattered to Paul, Silas 
and Timothy? Does it matter for us? It should, knowing what ultimately matters. Uh, The second thing is this, uh, what ultimately matters is being a careful witness. Yes, we are to be very careful. And yes, uh, we should be very careful when we know who is our ultimate witness. And who is it? Who is the witness that matters? It's pretty obvious. (laughs) But we do need to remind ourselves of it. It is God himself. Now please look at verses 3 to 6 with me, please. For the appeal we, that is Paul, Silas and Timothy, make does not spring from error or impure motives, nor are we trying to trick you. On the contrary, we speak as those approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel. We are not trying to please people. (laughs) I'll repeat that a bit. We are not trying to please people, but God who tests our hearts. You know we never use flattery, nor did we put on a mask. <laughs> I went to put on that mask when we sang that song. <laughs> and nor did we put on a mask to cover up greed. God is our witness. One cannot get any clearer than that. <laughs> we were not looking for praise from people, nor from you or anyone else, even though as apostles of Christ we could have asserted our authority. Hmm. Hence why I said we need to be like these people, as we need to say no to self and yes to God. He is our ultimate witness. I should say he is our present witness. (laughs) Uh, He is our witness full stop. It's no wonder we need to be a careful witness. Our society, and our society is very attractive at times, says, me, me, me. Our society also says, I, I, I. But the Holy Bible says, God, God, God. He is our witness. Friends, I found that uh, one of the great dangers for all people, particularly those in church leadership, is that of feeding self. Sadly, a lot of people are in positions of leadership because it feeds them. But it's not ultimately about them. It's not about me. It's all about him. He is our witness. But I guess I can easily see when people are on about self because I, <laughs> I must struggle with it too. <laughs> I don't think I do, but perhaps I easily see it in others because I know firsthand what it is like. Uh, Some years ago, I was uh, reading Luke's account of the life of Jesus, Luke's Gospel, when I came across Luke 6.26. And I had one of those wow moments. Have you ever had a wow moment when you read the Scriptures? (laughs) Uh, Luke 6.26 says, and it's straight from the lips of Jesus, Woe to you when everyone speaks well of you. 
Friends, it's a fallen thing to want everyone to speak well of you. Besides, I would argue that it is also not possible. I think we all get the idea. There comes a time when we should say no to something. There comes a point when we should say enough is enough over some things. And when one does, some might speak awfully of you. Do you know what I mean? Have you found that to be true? Have you ever experienced that? I have. Yes, woe to you when everyone speaks well of you. And why? Because obviously you are trying to please people rather than the one who ultimately matters, God. And when one goes about one's life as a careful witness, knowing what ultimately matters, not everyone will speak well of you. But, but that's okay. <laughs> because what matters is what God thinks. And when you go about life always wanting to please him, not everyone will speak well of you. Actually, in today's society... I would add, very few people might speak well of you. But what matters is what God thinks, not what others think. And that is what Paul, Silas and Timothy are saying here. They were not looking for praise from people. They were not. They were not. And that affects how one lives today. So are you, am I, looking for praise from people. Are you, am I, feeding self? Or is God your witness? Is God my witness? And you, I, now live for him and him alone. Or to put it another way, is God your witness and therefore you hold to his word rather than the words that come from the people of this world. Some who have also sadly infiltrated his holy church. And all of this has uh, huge ramifications, huge. <laughs> and why? Because we are not here to please everyone. We aren't. We're not here to dress things up in a way that pleases everyone. We aren't. What he says goes. He is the one who ultimately matters. He is our witness. And his son is coming back and his wrath will be delivered. Uh, the third and final thing uh, is this. What ultimately matters is a nursing love. A nursing love. You might be thinking, what? <laughs> uh, please have a look at verses 7 to 12 with me, please. Verses 7 to 12. Instead, we were like young children, or some translations say gentle among you. Just as a nursing mother cares for her children, so we cared for you. Hence why I said nursing love. 
Uh, because we loved you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. Surely remember, brothers and sisters, our toil and hardship. We worked night and day in order not to be a burden to anyone while we preached the gospel of God to you. You are witnesses, and so is God, of how holy, righteous and blameless we were among you who believed. I can hear <laughs> I can hear phone Alan. <laughs> For you know that we dealt with each of you as a father deals with his own children, encouraging, comforting, and urging you to live lives worthy of God who calls you into his kingdom and glory. Yes, I've summed up all these verses with the words nursing love matters. Now, I must admit that I'm nothing like a nurse. <laughs> I don't look like one. Uh, perhaps you aren't either. But what is a nurse supposed to be like? <laughs> I should get you up here. <laughs> you could tell us what a nurse is like. <laughs> Lynn. <laughs> well, we're told here that a nursing mother cares for her children. Yes, Paul, Silas... And Timothy, believe it or not, <laughs> we're like nursing mothers. And how is one to care like this? Well, we're told in the end of verse 8 that they shared their lives as well. That's how they showed their care for the people in this church. They didn't just proclaim God's truths. You could say they also did so in love. through sharing their lives with them too. But how does someone share one's life with others? Now that's a good question. I naturally like to boldly share the truth, the gospel. I actually don't have a problem with that one. But to share my life, that sounds like one needs to be a little vulnerable. <laughs> sounds like I need to be open and honest. Hmm. Uh, we are to love each other that much. Uh, we are to journey with each other, not just come to church as such and then go home. Hence why hanging around for morning tea and having a chat is so important. Hence why being involved in the life of one's church family is so important. I suppose we at least need to ask ourselves as to who we are journeying with at the moment. And I'm talking about other Christians. Yes, who? Makes sense, doesn't it? Uh, when Jesus says that you can, tell, you can tell who are my disciples by their love for one another, John 13, 35, I guess he meant it. <laughs> and it doesn't just mean sharing with one another our failings. It means journeying with one another so that people can see how holy, righteous and blameless we are becoming. Yes, we are to be careful in our personal witness, very careful, and so careful that others see in us a growing Jesus. After all, he is not just our saviour, 
He is also our Lord and Master and he is the perfect one who is holy, righteous and blameless. Yes, our lives are to be so like his that others see him as we journey with them. Friends, how about we sing about the goodness of the one we are to become ultimately like Jesus. The goodness of Jesus. Please stand. <laughs>